So my my you know day job is is in education, and we're mandated now by Kate Brown to have every employee vaccinated, and that that's not just every employee; it's also volunteers. And she has kind of held off on the 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 due date until I think it's October 18, or when the FDA finally approves it. Basically, it's the FDA still has to do a final approval on it in order for her to mandate this. And I know a lot of per- people personally who are not vaccinated, and they've never asked all of the non- non-vaccinated have never asked other people to mask up around them. Uh, they're not asking to be protected, mm-hmm. and everyone else has gotten vaccine so why is it now that we're going to force those people because again we're in a spot that it the statistics what? show that if you're vaccinated the likelihood is very very low very extremely low well, we know we all know uh but so do you know what the difference is or what what's going on with october 18 versus fda approval uh, i'm not sure i i think that's when the fda is scheduled to actually Maybe. have an approval so, I, and I don't know for sure, but I, it doesn't matter to me. It's the fact of the matter is, is that we should still be have a, a personal choice. It's we still need to be acting like we live in America. Now, you were talking a little bit earlier, and I had this conversation with some javelin throwers earlier today. And that, in you know, this is like a society that we live in where we have basically allowed ourselves to be dependent on other things. My point here is. In the world of being forced to get yourself a vaccine or take a medication or do whatever, if you go into, let's say, a store and they say, nope, you can't shop here unless you're vaccinated, or you work at a job, can't work here unless you're vaccinated, or whatever it is, there are levels of of compliance that you can fight against and protest. If, yeah. if it's a store and the only reason that... Uh, that I wouldn't shop at the stores because they're forcing me to wear a mask, I'll go down the street to the next store that doesn't require it. That's an easy choice to make. Now, if it's the next store is not down the street, but rather, let's say, a 10-minute drive, now we're talking about it's a little bit more of an obligation to drive that extra distance, but I'm still okay with doing that because I'll protest the the, the mandate of that, of that mask or vaccine. Okay. Now, a job... Now, that's more of an extreme because a job is really your livelihood. Sure. And, and there are some people in relatively, let's say, low-paying <laughs> low job where you could get that same job pretty much anywhere else that doesn't have that same policy. You could make those decisions, but I think that most of our society, they are very dependent on, on that particular agreement, that, that yeah. relationship. And so they're willing to d- then go against their... Maybe morals isn't the right thing, but go against their beliefs in order to maintain that that job. And, right. I, and if we had a society, I do that right now with the job I am yeah. in now. Well, yeah, as as do I. But I I look at it as if we had more people in the society that would stand up and actually <laughs> make a decision with their feet by going someplace else, we would start to see that these policies are not going to be successful. Because if you go to a store and you get fewer customers because you have a sign on your window that says masks are required, then you're probably so, going to change your policy. Well, guess what? Everything we say, it's a chess game. Well, guess what? They've already moved to defeat that. 
and go to New York right now, mm-hmm. guess what? You can't go to the next store. You can't go to the next store. You can't go to the next store. If those mm-hmm. stores do, they get fined. And so here's the next issue. So then you go, well, F that. I'm going to go to the next state. Oh, wait, you can't cross state lines now, remember? (laughs) I don't know if it's implemented in New York or not, but that's the next thing is not crossing state lines without being vaccinated, right? the vaccine passport. So therefore, if that keeps you example... I'm not going to give you an example because it's going to show my uh, geography uh, (laughs) or lack of my ability to know geography. Anyways... A blue state mm-hmm. that hap- happens to be, you know, bordering a red state couldn't just go over to one state or another to enjoy one of their their freedoms. Their sort of freedoms. There you mm-hmm. go. And but right now in New York, they can't. They don't have the option to do three quarters of what you just said. Mm-hmm. And. Th- what do you think Oregon is, is going to want to follow suit? I'm sure California is pissed because they weren't the first ones to do it. <laughs> and But that's truly what they're doing. You have to show vaccination cards. You have to show ID and papers as you go in. And if they don't ask, they could be fined. So... Mm-hmm. Sounds great. The person that's willing to put some some uh, wear their tread on their shoes is great mm-hmm. until they take that option away from you. Yeah, well, there's some dishonesty out there about the mask mandates where, like, Florida, Ron DeSantis has made a, basically, a, a, I guess it's a law that says that you cannot do a mask mandate. And then a lot of news organizations are saying, well, he's going to kill the children because now they can't they can't be masked up. And what the point that they're missing is that he's not banning masks. He's banning the mandate. The mandate. People still can wear masks all they right. want. That's fine. But the mandate, and I think that is terribly important. If this guy does run for president, I'll probably vote for him. Dude, he's for vaccinations, if I'm correct. Yep. I'm not, yeah, but he but, is. But, he, but he's not. He's for the option of it. Exactly. He encourages people to, I think he's encourages to get him. I think he's not like, there's a difference between, you know, um, not encouraging and being against the vaccination, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but... I feel that he is actually more on the side of promoting it than not even. Mm-hmm. So for the people that seem to hate him because he's an anti-COVID or anti-mask vaccination guy, that's not him. No. He's he's a freaking pro-American. Mm-hmm. So wanted to transition a little bit to the big news, which is Afghanistan. President Biden decided to pull our troops out of uh, Afghanistan and... I I have to agree that I didn't really want to be in Afghanistan, and I'm glad that we're leaving, but how we're leaving uh, is embarrassing. I, I completely agree. <clears throat> it's like when you're, like, dating this gal, and let's say you decide to have mess around with her, and then, you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, what are they doing? <laughs> Once you're in there, how you get out matters. <laughs> you don't want true. You don't, you, you got to minimize conflict. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just got to finish the job. Well, some, so, sometimes it's, I mean, I, I can recall some relationships of my past that I couldn't figure out how to get out of that relationship. And the United States is definitely in that relationship, and they're doing a very poor job of exiting Very rarely is it good to do. Oh, so I think I could speak for a handful of Americans. It seems like it seems the, 
I don't care who, what side you're on. It seems like it's the norm or close to. Mm -hmm. I believe that most of us felt like we shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah. In the first place. This may not be the, the normal feeling, but after 9-11, you know what? It was. At 9-11, I don't care who you were. You might have changed your minds now, but I promise you at 9-12 that America wanted freaking revenge. America wanted us to go over there and turn that freaking desert into a sheet of glass. Mm -hmm. We wanted to somehow get something back for those. And I'm going to minimize this, and I'm sorry, but some 3,000-plus people that died. It was probably way more, right? But... But it was an emotional, personal thing for every American. And we wanted, lack of better words, revenge. A lot of us didn't think that why we need to go over there, and now we have to change them into a, have a democracy and change their ways. Well, guess what? They might not be ready for it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't understand why we had to do that. Yes, I, right or wrong, I don't care. I, maybe I was just being emotional. Maybe it is the right thing. But I wanted him to go over and blast some crap. I wanted him to destroy anybody that would ever do it again. How's that? Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't care that we would be there for 20 years. And I think most of us didn't want that. What, what bothers me is that the Taliban, you know, they're a bunch of cave people. To be honest, they live up in the caves, and they've been fighting against, uh, you know, U.S. military for the first few years, and then Af the Afghanistan uh, military, they started to kind of take over a lot of the operations, and, and the U.S. was doing training and then air support. And how this stuff sort of went down is that the military started to basically exit, and the air support started to exit, and all that additional support uh, went away. And then the Afghan military caved in, completely caved in. In fact, the, the leader of, of the country ended up flying and exiting the, the country. So the Taliban ended up having a lot more uh, opportunity to speed through and start taking over ter territories and cities and whatnot. And, and it just started to crumble. And the U.S. supposedly is in some sort of agreement with the Taliban about, you know, not attacking the troops and all this stuff. And, that, and Doesn't that blow you away? What well, an American wouldn't be blown away that they're negotiating with the freaking terrorists? Well, I, the, way, the way I look at it is that there should have been a bigger effort to remove their capability of, of creating an army, uh, a, a Taliban army that had the capability of moving cross-country like that. And I don't know why that didn't take place, but when you see a, a crumbling of the Afghan military, partly because the, the U.S. left in such a way that couldn't, could not provide support, and then they left all these other assets, and we're talking human assets, and then you get to the point where you start seeing these articles that, you know, in fact, I'm, I'm looking at one here, where the military left all of their other not all, but a majority of their resources in Humvees, air support, um, weapons. They have more Apache, Taliban has more Apache helicopters than the Australian army does now, or, or military now. That's just, uh, that's so irresponsible in my we mind. We not only funded, it, we supported and we armed the Taliban on, uh, on our tax dollars and 
because, how about this? If our president was right because it was all planned, you know, you, you know, most people knows that when people flee, they don't always just take all their stuff. But what they do, they have things they do, and they have to destroy things. Yeah, that's right. And they didn't destroy much of it, and they left it for them. It wouldn't have taken much but a flare in each one of those choppers to make them never work again. And with their abilities, you could have just r- cut a few wires. Especially with their, with their abilities. And it's, it's not like... I mean, th- those folks are probably not capable of, of handling a lot, a lot of that um a, a lot of those uh those assets but to leave them there allows them to stockpile and to then you utilize them learn how to use stuff and so coordinate here, here's their the efforts. scarier part there's still up over ten thousand people still over there okay well they're they have this list of of who people are and where they are they could round up those people and force them to fly those things because those people are still there and so, but they, I can't remember what they call it, though, something report, which I think was something list that has all the lists of the people that are, and their abilities over there. And now that they, they have that in their hands, <clears throat> this person that could fly this, this chopper, they could go utilize or yeah. force to utilize. Well, I think it's terribly irresponsible to have all those assets. Like you said, throw a flare in there, at least destroy some of the capabilities i mean i just think it's so irresponsible to leave such high tech uh resources ammunition and weapons and um now other technology have, like like it's like night now, vision yeah i mean now they have it's capabilities huge. that they never had before and it's in it's in mass all right let's uh, wrap it up what do you say Yes, I think we should. All right. Just like I think Hunter Biden should do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you don't mind, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, If you're just listening to podcasts, please share this podcast with others. We would appreciate that. You can find us at nevertoserious.com. Send us an email at mailbag at nevertoserious.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Getter at the NTS podcast. And is it too soon to bring it up? But... Is there anything on the swag part of town? Yeah, we've got some merch. And yeah. I can't wait for my first order to arrive. Yeah, me so too. I can wear some stuff. But yeah, I can't wait to show it off. I hope I didn't jump the gun. I don't know if no. we want to have a reveal, but nope. why not? People will be able to get theirs early too. Yeah. It's in fact for the next couple of weeks, you get fifteen percent off on, on your order. So go to our website, nevertoserious.com, and you can see the shop for merch. Uh, link there so that would be fantastic and where they could send us maybe a picture of them wearing it that would um, be awesome uh, where could they send that scott the, i on getter or twitter getter or twitter that would be great yep okay well until we see you next time take care and be safe